Hello and welcome to the Flavor Podcast. I am Grazia Giuliani and today's episode is about kindness and the research that has been done around the development of K-Kid. I have with me Robert Bob Duffield, Chairman of the Kindness Research Foundation and Leonor Stieknic, Montessori Group CEO and social entrepreneur. A very warm welcome to you both. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. We are talking about kindness and I have been looking through the website of the Kindness Research Foundation and on the um, KRF website, um, kindness is described as the glue that holds every human community together. So as a foundation, um, a KQ kindness quotient um, has been developed to measure level of kindness in every human being. So, um, so far we have known about IQ. So Bob, could you please just talk us through how is KQ um, measured, developed, and how did it all start really, the, the, the idea at, at the Kindness Research Foundation? Gracia, thank you so much for inviting me to talk about this. KQ is the first empirical measure of human kindness. And there's a bit of a story about how I find myself in this conversation with you to talk about it, because I'm not an expert and I'm not a psychologist. Uh, in fact, I, I'm an investigator. Uh, I do, this is my job, my day job is that I, for the last 20 or so years, uh, I've produced programs that expose miscarriages of justice on the basis of truth. Uh, and, and essentially now I work in the investigation field trying to find truths. And in that world, I discovered an old, well, he's now an old friend, of course, a guy called Professor David Cantor. He's a very eminent psychologist and he works in my field. He, he kind of invented forensic profiling, if you look him up. And, and I remember writing to him, I just had a lateral thought. I mean, this is where this all starts. A lateral thought that I had, I, I wrote to him and I said, you, David, uh, dear David, you know, you, we all know there's something uh, that, that you can measure to, for intelligence called the IQ test. And I, and I said to him, is it possible that maybe there is a, an equivalent, a KQ, a, let's call it a KQ, a kindness quotient. And he's obviously pondered on this for a while. And he came back and he said, this is a, a really interesting question. You know, a psychologists uh, and scientists generally like to answer and tackle questions. And what was particularly interesting for him, I think, because being a forensic psychologist, he had involved himself in a terrible, terrible aspects of human society, you know, murder and rape and violence, the, the worst sides of human being, of human behavior. So he said, let me give that some thought and I'll come back to you. And then he came back to us sometime later and he says, you know, I've, I've looked, I've done the literature, I've read it up and no one's really tackled this. I mean, no one has previously attempted to measure or to establish if there is such a thing as KQ. So then he, I'm cutting a very long story short, obviously for this, but he basically said, I'll come back to you with a program. Let's, let's see if we, I'll, he was at the University of Huddersfield at that point. He has a team of people, uh, including Dr. Donna Youngs. And he, and he came back to me with a program and he, he had a budget. 
And my, my business uh, partner, Nigel Nicholson, and I decided that we would chuck some money at this to see what happened. And, they, and basically, they then went off and did the research for about nine months to a year. I think it's contributed to a doctoral thesis. But the, at the end of the story, really, and this is, well, it's the end of the story of the development, the beginning of the story for this conversation, is that he said, yes, we have now, we have come up with a, a new psychometric, a measure of human kindness. Uh, and that is the KQ, and this is why you know, this is why we're talking today, and it's incredibly exciting. Absolutely, also because it has been groundbreaking, groundbreaking because never before it has actually been possible or even thought of to measure, um, you know, the, the level of kindness in in a person. So, considering that, um, you know, all the research that has been carried out is from both a psychological and a scientific perspective. Can members of the public be involved in this research? Well, I'm hoping that they will. I mean, in a sense, what we've got is, uh, I think the phrase is, our starter for 10, because we do now have a, a valid and validated empirical academic uh, measurement of kindness, the KQ test. We have, you know, David Cantor and Donna Youngs came up with the KQ test. Uh, and anyone can take it. I mean, we have we have a website where people can find out what their KQ is. But of course, as I implied a minute ago, this is just the start of a very long journey into many, many areas. But the one thing that when we set up the Kindness Research Foundation to find money to continue this research, I think we've come up with the, the priority as we see it is to see if we can now devise a KQ test for children, um, mainly primary school age children. And of course, I mean, Leonor will be able to expand more on this, I think, because it's more her expertise. But I think we took that we had the hunch that we know there's a lot of this modern, but it's very, very different for, for children. There's a lot of pressures and, and, and we have uh, also examples of school bullying. And we just suddenly thought maybe if we could start work out how to measure the KQ of children, it would be a different kind of test, obviously, that we could then maybe uh, bring into schools uh, behavior improvement programs. We can actually start to monitor how kindness evolves and develops at a very young age. Um, as I say, it's, it's something that once you've got a measure, then you can start to find a way of how um, a, a measure against time. And I really genuinely think, and, and not being an expert again, I genuinely think that this can 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 uh, can be incredibly helpful, not only in UK where we are, but all around the world. Absolutely, also because you know you've touched on the social emotional learning at school, you know just developing all the social skills and all the emotional side as well of, of the child, but then also that these can be brought into the upbringing, which are two major aspects in the development of a child. So um, I'm, I'm just bouncing to Leonard yeah. now, uh, because obviously, you know, th these will have a big impact on, uh, on the development of the children and also development of programs, as you know, Bob said. Yeah, so, so absolutely. And um, I think that it's important to both support what Bob has been saying, but the fact that we kindness is important in the sense of it's it's a basis of civil society. Um, you can call it kindness, respect. You can call it 
um, anything you know you you know charity whatever you wish to call it but at the bottom of it lies this fundamental ending that we are not alone in this world and that we have to interact with the world around us which of course is a very big part of Montessori uh, where we teach children to interact with you know other children interact with the adults in the room and interact with nature, in fact, with everything that surrounds the child. So I think there's there's an, there's an element about um, learning at school, but there's also an element about how that is role modelled in the home as well. Um, I, in an ideal, you know, situation, a child both. Um, in not so ideal situations, um, we all know that there are sadly families which are dysfunctional where that kindness shown in the home. I think it's important for the school to be able to support the child in that way. So I think it's a, it's a really important part of building the sort of society that I think everybody wants to live in. I would like to absolutely agree with that. I think, well, I think if, if there is, if we are absolutely right, and I think we are, that there is the kindnesses, if you want, in the DNA of the human species. Now, we all know that human species is a social species. In an earlier life, I was a social anthropologist before I became an investigator. And so I genuinely think that there's something structure, structural imperative in built in for, for human beings to collaborate, to cooperate, to evolve system rules whereby people understand that you have you get what you, you get back what you give away in some sense. And I think kindness, and we call it kindness, uh, but Leonor's touched on all sorts of other qualities that we all know are part of the glue of society. And so I really think that in having KQ, we have a real opportunity to uh, to, to formalize systems of learning whereby, you know, where we can actually uh, te you know, teach kindness. I think teaching kindness, we assume therefore that, that people will be instinctively kind but I think there's a huge amount of input required from the family, from the school, in order that you can create this ethical consensus, if you want, where children are raised in, into, into uh, uh, the importance of kind behaviour. So kindness is an innate quality in every human being, but obviously it can go from zero to ten if we, if we you know, work around the, the, the how we measure it. And obviously... Um, all the social interactions obviously are influenced by both the kind and the unkind situation. So my, my question to you both is, well, it, we, we have established that there is an innate quality uh, of kindness within the human being. And we've also established that it can be fostered, it can be really developed in, in different aspects. But how does kindness respond to unkindness? Well, do you want to go first? Well, I think this is very, I mean, obviously I'm not an expert here. I really am not. As I say, I, this has all emerged from some lateral thought that, you know, that I had. Uh, okay, I have you know, this social anthropology. I'm interested in human beings and, and human society. But I guess what we, one thing that has emerged from my understanding is that human beings get trapped in something called feud. Uh, it's based, and, I, and if you go back, if you read the ethnography, you will find that it's a very, it's a very interesting structure. Blood feud, you know, that you know, you killed my brother, I'll kill your brother, eye for an eye, all that kind of stuff. And yet, interestingly, I think across a lot of the world religions, has come 
this this imperative where actually it's if you might call it like software to stop that you know you know, unkindness can be stopped by kindness it's the opposite you know you don't if you don't if you if you if someone's unkind to you and you respond in the same way then it's going to go on forever yeah. and i think a lot of the religious uh, beliefs have said they've said they've understood that we have to find a way where we stop that and so in the end the i i genuinely think that the the imperative of kindness and especially in children means that you can stop this as this did this this spiral downwards in human society to war i guess whereby people say actually i'm going to turn the other cheek i'm going to respond to unkindness with kindness yeah i agree and i think also there's something about um why are people unkind of course there there are people born um may just have something in them that doesn't um you know lack of empathy or whatever you know there 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 are psychological um scenarios where you could say someone you know someone who's a psychopath you know a true psychopath is you know may not have that ability to empathize for example um that's a, a rarity and i think it's what say that if you you know kindness has a way of diffusing unkindness it sort of calms um and i think also you know often unkindness comes through negative emotion through negative feelings about self um if you're feeling insecure or if you're feeling unhappy then you're more likely to be unkind than if you're feeling happy and secure and i think that um there's an element around if you if you can be kind you know if you can be kind to yourself and if you receive kindness and feel of your less likely to be unkind i think because you have a greater ability to be empathetic towards well, other people oh that's so true that's so true that's what you call the virtuous the virtuous circle isn't it we see yeah. human beings spiral down to to violence and yet something about kindness you suddenly get this elevation not only a feeling of spirit of sense of self you know what is kindness but make the, the sudden re- revelation that you can make people feel better about themselves you can make them feel good about themselves and in so doing you feel quite good yourself exactly. i mean it's that's, that's, exactly. it's absolutely perfect yeah well it has the ripple effect in a way yes exactly mm. so we we have um touched on obviously people who and I am not qualified to pass any comment but it's actually more a curiosity is more a question um if you know that there have been more uh, studies uh, done by the Kindness Foundation you know Leonor uh, touched on people who actually lack a kindness there are certain personalities uh, that you know we can see it straight away in children and then as the adult develops they become more prominent um has any research of this kind uh, been done through, well, through uh, the foundation well not well i suppose in the end i mean we 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 lack funding really i mean i think in the end that's the reason to participate as much as anything is to is to spread the word i believe you've talked to dr donna youngs earlier and she she in the end probably gave more of an insight that i can than i know about what the different segments of a human psyche when it comes to kindness but it's not just are you kind yes or no it's complicated and leonor touched on that the idea of the psychopath but the one thing that 
did come out of this research, as I understand it, they're almost like looking for a new word. They actually came up with individuals who are the opposite, the anti-psychopathic personality, the uh, the anthropophilic personality, someone who will choose to to do good for someone else without them knowing. I mean, literally, it's like it's like you know, no 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 ego involved. You know, no no sense of I want to get the reward of the the the, the rush of pleasure of her, of helping and knowing I've helped and they they know it was me. The, the, so in, in other words, I think there's a lot more to be done. I mean, I'm chairman of an organization called, you know, the Kindness Research Foundation, but funding, do we, there's a lot to do. I, I think it spreads, let, let me just extemporize. It's, I, I mentioned children, KQ for kids, primary school. Priority for me, I think it's going to be, that will where we're going to get big bang for our buck if we can get the money. But this will mm. sp- spill out into, uh, as a psychometric, into who should you employ? in certain kinds of careers you know you know what you know, you, you people's uh, kq will will shape the what kind of work that they will be best at you, know, you can just see that if we drill down to some fundamental aspect of the human mind then you, we can we can really cultivate that and say that we can match people maybe there'll be even something in the future called kq date dating you know where people people's comp- complementarity will work on the basis of their kq score I, I think the sky's the limit, so I'm very excited about it, but a bit frustrated that we just need a bunch of money, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Is this, it seems to be <laughs> everyone's story yeah. at the moment. <laughs> well, can, can I, always. A bit, sorry, um, I was going to say that uh, what I might be worth, because you've touched on it, Bob, you, when you said that kind of kindness about doing it without ego, and I think yes. that there's, there's a difference between kindness and between niceness. Um, and I think that, you know, people, and, and for me, and I'm, you know, I'm not the expert, but in my, this is my personal view that, you know, um, to me when done without ego, is often done without expecting reward. It's done because you, you, you know, you have that kind of love for human being rather than, you know, and, and sometimes, you, you know, kindness doesn't look like kindness from the outside. Um, so, you know, if you, I, I'm sure that, um, you know, there are plenty of teenagers that if they're told not to do something by their parents, they don't feel their parents are being very kind um, <laughs> or being very nice, but actually it's done out of that love of, we're trying to protect you from a certain situation. Um, yeah. So I think, I think research and understanding clearly what kindness is is really important because I often you know um, I, I was quite interested I think it was Jane Goodall who posted something um, I think it was last year when she sort of said you know I'm not I'm not I don't consider myself nice I consider myself kind I thought that was a very powerful statement which resonated with me um, because I do you know see people who do a lot of things they want to be seen to be kind rather than because yes. it's actually done for the sake of, of doing something for someone else. So I think that that's a, that, you know, having is properly rigorously described as kindness is actually quite a useful thing for people to, to be able to understand what that looks like so that we can then um, teach it properly. But I, I think what's interesting about this, though, of course, is a human sphere. A human individual is in it has to survive in a vast competition for scarce resources. You know, life gets tough. 
and 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 obviously human human beings, our, our ancestors, were right at the edge. So the idea that that maybe something called human kindness, you know, kindness is inbuilt in us, does it doesn't really matter, even if the kind act was is is in some way selfish, to my view, because the ultimate end of it is that the 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 the, the, the it works. You know, so in other words, mm. if you've got a bunch of people who are kind of acting notionally selfishly, in other words, I'm altruistic, but I'm doing it for myself, it doesn't kind of matter because everyone is then supported in the similar grid, if you want. You know, uh, so I just so I genuinely think that it may well be there's always a tension between a human selfish actions and human unselfish actions. But the fact that we know that there's something called kindness that we can measure I think really is incredibly important to, to, so we can now understand better how human beings are more likely to collaborate than they are to compete. Yes, and ultimately that is the aim of, you know, Dave Montessori, it's about that collaboration, it is about that understanding that, as you say, it comes down to the fact that there is, it's not just about yourself. Yes. There is, there is self-respect, obviously. Um, but it is about being part of that kind of collaborative, sort of invisible work of humanity um, yeah. and understanding what, and I quite like this idea of it, of it being a glue, is what sort of keeps that sort of net. Well, I think also you mentioned self-esteem. You said there are some kids who may actually instinctively or measurably have quite high KQ, but they've, but they've, had, but they've had really bad parenting. They don't have mm. very good high self-esteem. I think things like self-esteem are quite important when you know when it comes to this. And of course, if you if you can start to, uh, I think this is Donna Young's idea that if, if you can start to have a, a, a measure of KQ of at certain ages and then and then follow it through and and then come up with. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you do this, but I think she does or has some idea about improving behaviour or or or, or, or t- you know, teaching the ideas uh, that underpin what we understand to be kindness, then you will actually see people's uh, KQ score go up, which I, I would assume is what we would like. Do you think that in the last year, you know, what has been lived throughout, you know, our well, society, planet, everyone, you know, from, from, from the individual to the collective, do you think that it has been a little bit of a spark? Because we have heard so much and we have actually, you know, heard about kindness, it just the the world just pops up every time, you know, on on newspapers, on news, on talking, talking to people. So do you think that it has kind of focused a little bit the attention on something that maybe before what it was the situation with the pandemic where, you know, everybody was more or less looking after their own garden in, in a more strong way. Do you think that this situation has revalued the, the, the essence of kindness. Leonor or Bob? Well, okay, Hi. I'll go first. Oh, no, I don't want to dominate. Please, I want, I want to hear what you have to say about this. Um, yeah. Let's okay, see Leonor well, I... and then Bob. <laughs> okay, well, I think um, that it has to a certain extent because I think what it's done is it's it sort of created a level playing field in the way that we, um, it, you know, it doesn't actually really matter what your status is. You know, we, we've all had to deal with the same situation. So to a certain extent, I think it has, 
I think it's making, well, I think what it's done is making people reevaluate what it means to be part of a society. And I think what it has done is it made people understand that someone's job um, is not necessarily uh, an indicator of someone's importance in society. So we are so we are we are valuing more the work done by people who perhaps might have considered to be more less high status jobs, such as you know delivery people, uh, people who who are actually doing things rather than you know CEOs. And I say that as a CEO myself. Uh, <laughs> there's there's something about that about making people understand. Yes, we've seen a lot of individual acts of kindness, and I think that that is. And I was right when he started at the beginning to say about that kind of you know it's an innate human reaction, um, and and you see this particularly in, in you know the first the, the first sort of almost automatic response when there's a disaster is people will go and help. Yes. And help them to, 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 to save people, to look after people, to do something. And that's, that's phenomenal. That, I think that is, you know, that's basic. Um, and I think that we are, that's probably been the reaction that we've seen, that, that sort of innate feeling that I've, I've got to do something to help. I think that's absolutely right. I think that uh, crisis does bring out the best in people uh, and we often see in that crisis situation people who are instinctively or automatically prepared to make sacrifices to sacrifice mm -hmm. their interests for the common purpose and i suppose it's okay maybe you know i just about avoided the last world war fortunately <laughs> i was a child of it but maybe this is my war i mean this virus is a copy what what it is about humanity is we suddenly have a common enemy uh, and we are all together. Uh, and I think you're right, Leonor, what it does is it breaks down a lot of the normal barriers and divisions that would normally uh, define us, separate us, uh, indiv individuate us. And so we have, we suddenly get this real sense of community. Uh, and I think that is, you know, that is, that's one thing I suppose that does come out of this. Uh, the sense of, uh, reinvigorated sense of community and sacrifice. And I think absolutely you're right is that you suddenly, uh, attention is drawn to people who day in, day out, do the, do these jobs that you don't really know much about. Okay, if you have a, a crisis in your own family, you, you're always praising the nurses that are there to look after you, but suddenly we see it, it's writ large. And so it was quite the spontaneous outpouring of the society in awe uh, of these people and the work that they've been doing. It's, it's very, 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 it actually is very, very ama amazing to me. It has been also um, well heartbreaking to see all the different you know situations that have been created all around the world despite the pandemic. Some 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 injustice and atrocity are still going going on, and is um, I um, don't know. I mean we can I'm, just I'm afraid that, I'm afraid, Gracia, that's always going to be the case. I think absolutely. All we say I think all we can say is that we that that now we understand that if, if we un really believe understand sit inside the idea that we are innately kind you know and the kindness isn't one thing but you know thanks to the kq there's all sorts of different shapes of it 
that surely that means that we can start to build a better future. I mean, more more understanding. I mean, I'm just, I, I suppose at heart, I am a scientist. I genuinely think that science is, science is, an, in, is an enlightened worldview and that we are, you know, through this work, thanks to David uh, Cantor and Donna Youngs, we can move forward and do do some more work. I mean, it's a start. It's not the end. It's the start of something. Absolutely, absolutely. No, that's very, yeah. that's very, very true. Well, it has been a fascinating journey, and I'm sure that we can just maybe do another podcast on the development of you know the, the research that has been has been done because it is work in progress altogether. So I'm left with thanking you both, um, Robert Duffield, Bob Duffield. Uh, chairman of the Kindness Research Foundation and uh, Leonor Stiepic, Montessori Group CEO and social entrepreneur. Thank you both. And um, well, I look forward to the next time when we will be talking about the development of kindness. Thank you. Well, well thank, thank you for you, having Gracia. me. Yeah, thank thank you. you so much. And thank you to our audience. You can listen to our podcast on um, www.flavored.it. And you can also listen to the podcast on Spotify and iTunes. So thank you very much again and have an absolutely lovely day ahead.